0: You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. As we continue to be exiled at home like the rest of the nation, so unfortunately uh, yeah, we can't be in our studio, but we're trying to make the best fit like everyone else, and this week we've got a special guest in the form of Nottinghamshire's favourite cricketer and massive Forest fan, Luke Fletcher. So thanks for joining us, Fletch.
1: No problem, thanks. Thanks for killing a few a few minutes, all me.
0: Yeah, um,
1: how are most, you coping with it the most, the most it exciting all? thing I've done for two weeks. <laughs> how are you coping with it all? It's a bit crazy at um, the moment. For- uh, you know, I think we're coping all right. Man. We've got obviously two kids. I've got four-year-old Freddie and, and Rosie. Who's, she's one next week or the week after. So, um, yeah, just trying to stay busy, mate, really. That's all we're trying to do. We've got a bit, of, got a bit of a good routine going. So, um, yeah, it's best we can do at the minute. Just
0: what's chaos. it like? Or what's it like being a professional athlete? Because obviously you're on the verge of your season with knots. What are you able to do at the moment, and how are you staying sane? Well,
1: I actually, I actually took a watt bike out from the gym um, a couple of weeks ago. I thought I, I sort of, I sort of read the script what was coming, so I bang one in the back of my car and, put, and it's in my garage now. So I've got that. I run around Colic Park. I don't live far from there. Um, So, little bits and bobs that, you know, don't get me wrong, it's nothing nothing like we get on a daily basis, but um, yeah, ticking over as best we can, really. Are you finding it
0: the same as everyone else?
1: Is it just a bit mental uh, life at the moment? I'm finding it, I'm a bit overwhelmed with it all. I, I, I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop listening about it. I can't stop checking social media about it. I just find it so surreal. Um, and I think like everyone else, really, no one really knows, you know, how, I think we all realise how bad it is, but no one knows how long it's going to go on for. So um, mm-hmm. that's, the bit, um, that's the bit that, um, you know, concerns me. I just don't know how long it's gone for. And I know a lot of people are going to die from it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of really, really weird to be involved in, really.
0: What's the chat like amongst the Knots the players' WhatsApp group? Are the cricketers kind of grasping it in general, like you, do you think?
1: Um, I think, yeah, I think people have, uh, you know, some of the lads who don't live in Nottingham have returned to the families and everyone, yeah, they're just trying to stay busy really. Um, but you know, none of us know what's really going on. We know, we, you know, we've, we've been told by the ECB we're not, um, not to start until the end of May, the 29th of May. So that's really what we're going by. Um, mm. then obviously you listen to Boris at five o'clock every night. Um, and he's just told us to stay in the house for the next three weeks and pretty much, you know, isolated. So, um, we're basically just going by what the government is saying at the minute like everyone really likes the forest land um, all sports sportsmen and women um, just sticking by the government rules really
0: so how do you see sport panning out then in the next few months I mean cricket wise and forest wise when do you think you'll play again is is May a realistic time do you think
1: or not honestly mate I, I have not got a clue I'm hoping of course I'm hoping I've got my fingers crossed because you know I'm alright at the minute but this lasts much longer than a few months and I'm I'm gonna be really struggling, so um I'm yeah, I've got my fingers crossed but I just don't know. I don't um, you know, with these things I suppose you've got to take it day by day we? we're all we're all in the same boat, just not just sports sports people, but everyone really and it's and it's you know, it's quite sad that a lot of people are losing their jobs and um yeah, the country's in a bit of mayhem at the minute, so um yeah, I, I honestly mate, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's what we're all we all wish we'd know, but we ain't got a clue.
0: So, if we kind of turn our attention to football a bit, I suppose it's a bit insignificant, really, in a way, but would you be pretty gutted if the season was null and voided, for, forest-wise, given
1: how well they've done? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, I sort of, I, I sort of you know, um, getting promotion, automatic promotion was a you know, was a, was a big ask, I reckon, um, but definitely playoffs. You know, I, you know, I had the dream of going to Wembley and watching them a playoff final. I thought that was definitely achievable. Mm-hmm. And they've played well. I mean, they've been, you know, the start they got after Christmas was absolutely phenomenal. They dropped off a bit with the loss against Cheltenham, but that happens, you know, it's a long season for them, Championship lads. And there's a lot of games, um, you know, a bit of a loss of form and, you know, the, the classic word momentum sort of shifts a bit. But, you know, they've been, they've been solid all season. So I think, you know, it was, it was it was getting to that stage where you start looking at, you know, like I say, the Wembley finals and things like that. So it was getting exciting, really. Um, Did a, a you? Shame. Did you see them playing as well this season? I guess when
0: Lamucci was appointed, yeah. I didn't know much about him. What did you think was going to happen this season?
1: Uh, I don't know. I suppose at the start, you're always optimistic, aren't you? You always think, you know, we're going to we're going to go up again, that sort of thing. But um, I think just consistently how good they've been, especially away from home, they've been solid, they? they've been unbelievable. And then after Christ- Christmas, they managed to find some form to yeah. be in Leeds at the city ground. And they got some good wins then, so he started to get really exciting. So it'd be disappointing now if they don't see, you know, see the finish, you know, see the season off, and um, you know, try and push for that that third place and go up to the Premier League. So you know, I took my lad actually to the his first game. Uh, it was a QPR game that was 0-0. They won mm. The one that Morrell's goal got disliked because it lolly it rolled on the court yeah, like a middle Yeah. Uh, so he's 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 four years old, Freddie, and his favourite player is number four. I tweeted it to Joe Warren actually. And he got back so that was nice he loved it um so yeah i got down a bit and it was exciting i was really enjoying it and the city was loving it um so it's just disappointing really and you know hopefully they get back on the field
0: it was that like a proud dad moment taking your boys football oh, for the first it, time? It
1: was, it, yeah it's, it's a bucket list i've been looking forward to that for a, for a long time and um, it came across actually someone said to me i've got two spare tickets one for a child and i thought and I'd not thought I thought I'll give him till he's like five or six and then take him so he can you know like properly take it all in. But I thought, you know what, Sorry, I'm gonna I'm going. So I you know, I got a bit excited. I took him around to Trent Navigation about half twelve, had a few <laughs> drinks with his granddad there, and sort of, sort of knackered him out by um, half time. So we only lasted one half but uh, and then we went home. But he loved it and he said he wanted to go back. He went to the club shop, got all the new kit and that. So yeah, he, he had a great day. So, yeah, I took my he, daughter.
0: My daughter thought it was my daughter thought it was over at half time. She was falling asleep second half. I think we we need to explain that as parents. It goes well,
1: on for 90 minutes. Because Freddie, when he comes to the cricket, so the 50 hours, 20, you can go on the pitch after, can't you? So yeah. at half-time, he said to hey, me, are we allowed to go on? He thought he could go on the pitch at football as well. <laughs> so he, he, he was gonna, he thought he was going to run on the pitch and play football. So he's, yeah, he was a bit gutted after that. That sort of sent him uh, in. That sort of done him that. He was he was devastated that he could go on the pitch. So he wanted to go home.
0: So which players have stood out for you this season then? I know you're a bit of a goalkeeping oh, fan in your youth. Who's stood out
1: Yeah, mate. Samba, he's unbelievable. He's, he's been quality. Um, he's He's been solid. Joe Warrell, I love Joe Warrell. Um, You know, I've got a soft spot for him because he's a local lad from um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Lolly, he's found some form. He struggled, he broke his toe in, early in the early season, so he's been playing for a bit of pain, but he's found some form as of late. Grabbing solid up front. Yeah. Um, Ben Watson, he just churns games out, and he doesn't miss a fixture. He's solid. Um, pretty, yeah, majority of them really. Um, Samba, uh, so as well. Mm. Um, went down with a knee injury, didn't he? so he So he was just getting going. He was really good. I enjoyed him. Um, yeah, my main ones though uh, is Samba, Warrell, Grabben, Lolly. That's my that's my, that's my top four.
0: So. Let's pretend this season is going gonna, is gonna to finish and everything goes to plan. Is this the team that does go up or they, do they still need a couple more signings
1: for next season you think? You're going to have to, yeah I think so, yeah. I mean there's a lot of pressure on, on grabbing it up top on his own so he needs a bit of support. I know Dwight Gale they were sniffing around him, once, there was a lot of rumours around January about him but mm. definitely they need to invest in as all clubs do, they? they need to invest to strengthen the, the depth, really, because that Premier League is an, an, another level, isn't it? So um, you just never know how some of the players like your and that are going to get on in that division because it's you know the, the tempo and the speed is ridiculous, isn't it? So um, yeah, I think you'd have to invest in some experienced players um, and some new talent, definitely. Um, but you want to keep the core of the lads um, because it looks like they've got a good dressing room at, at the city ground at the minute, which you haven't really seen over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that counts for a lot, really, especially over a long cat. You know, sorry, a long championship season. To have a good dressing room um, and have a good uh, sort of atmosphere and connection between the players is probably you know you know it goes a long way because the season's so long. You go through so many games um, that you need that really. If the, if the changing vibes not there and players aren't connecting that well, then it's, it's very difficult. Then, but I think yeah, you keep the core of the Forest players and you bring in some um, some uh, yeah some new faces um, that have experienced the Premier League, I, I reckon, anyway. What keep impact
0: Mushi, anyway.
1: Keep Lamouche. Love what, him. Give him a new contract now? Oh, yeah, I'd give him a new contract at Christmas, I would have, yeah. But, I mean, football's crazy, right? But, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be giving him a new contract, 100%, yeah. But it's not much the big life choice, is it? What impact do you think this break will have on players when they do eventually play in terms of fitness well, and that kind of Psychological edge. Yeah, I mean, talking. I've been. I, I was talking about this to someone the other day. I can't remember who it was, but you see, all, all the players and, and a lot of our lads are doing it as well. They're putting videos on Instagram that they're keeping fit, but it's nothing like going running around on the pitch playing ninety minutes. Is it? So it's the mm-hmm. match fitness that's going to be a worry. But I suppose every, every, everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? So um, yeah, you want to try and, you know, you're going to lose that match fitness. I mean, what they've not played now for a month, have they? Like. weeks haven't played football so they're going mm. to lose that sharpness but everyone's the same so i don't know I, we've never been through this sort of situation ever have we in this country it's absolutely crazy so um mm. everyone's in the same but i mean you know players are going to do so much at home ticking doing ticking long doing your own little bits of fitness but it's that match sharpness that um that they'll lose which um you want to try and get that back as quick as you can really but we don't know that we don't know the schedule do we? we don't know when they're going to come back no,
0: I mean, if it was you and cricket-wise, would you want a couple of friendlies to try and get some running
1: in your legs again? I think, uh, me, personally, yeah. I mean, yes. What, I, I just explained to you. So after Christmas, being a fast bowler, you sort of start working towards, you're getting your overs up, and uh, you're getting the miles in your legs so your body can adapt to bowling again, day mm. in, day out. You can't just go straight into bowling because you'll just snap. Um, so you need to, I think there's a stat of, 150 overs, um, your injury risk after bowling 150 overs goes down massively. So if I bowl 150 overs now, before the start of the season, which I was on track to, which I would have done easy, the yeah. risk of getting injured then goes down ridiculously, drastically. Um, so they're the sort of things that you need, really. You need you need that, that mileage in your legs. You need your body to adapt to bowling day in, day out again, because it's such a hard thing to do. And I imagine that's similar to football, really. You know, you can mm. sit on a you can sit on a bike and spin your legs around, or go for a jog around call it Park, but it's completely different to the intensity of playing the championship. So I don't know. It's 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 very difficult when you've not got a time scale on these things. I mean, ours is May the twenty ninth, so you know I need to now. i have not bowled for a while again. I need to then probably need to bowl another hundred and fifty overs to get myself mm. back to where I need to be. So it's mm. it, it's one of them, mate. I don't know. I honestly mm. don't know.
0: What about the psychological side of it as well? You, you're used to being in a dressing room with your mates. Forest players yeah. are as well. How yeah. do you think... The, how are you coping with that? How do you think foot, footballers are coping with that isolation?
1: I think the same as everyone around the country, mate. It, it's very difficult, and it? It's a difficult thing. You try and stay positive. And, um, we're, we've got Alexa, so we're blasting out Alexa just to try and keep the mood good, just to try and keep everyone going, really. But, yeah, I mean... I love being around the lads, and, and that's pretty much what I play for. Is, is the dressing room, the banter in the dressing room, and getting stuck in with your mates, and uh, and that's all I've been used to for 12 years. I've spent more time with my teammates than my my family, pretty much. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, that it's difficult. It's difficult, but I think you know I I keep thinking that you know, there's people dying in the country at the minute. So you know the last thing I'm mad, my worries is really that I'm not spending time with mates, if you know what I mean, so there's, there's more important things going on, um, we're trying to save people's lives here, aren't we, so, um, yeah. you know, the priority is to, to help the country, not really get me back in a dressing room, so I'm trying to think of it like that really, but yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for a lot of us, I know um, a few like me, like myself, who's got a couple of kids at home as well, Malayne is the same, Harry Gurney's got a little, little lad, Sammy's yeah. got kids as well, so it's just, it's just very difficult, your life sort of, changes upside down I feel like a school teacher at the minute so it's just crazy I
0: know I lost my ride with my daughter today this is off on a tangent yeah, yeah. it's hard trying to find she's six trying to keep them entertained and yeah, not know. drive each other mad when you're all penned up it's hard work I know.
1: yeah so I just find it so overwhelming what's going on I find it so strange that um, I'm itching to know when we're starting cricket I know May the 29th is but yeah who knows you know i mean i'm itching to know but there's no number on there's no date on it is there really um, mm. Mm. So. you get are you
0: getting annoyed at those idiots who aren't staying indoors then does that really wind
1: you up yeah i think yeah i am yeah i am i am because i think the quicker everyone does it the quicker we all do as we're told the quicker we can sort of get through this virus and sort of kill it off so that's my theory that's what i'm reading into it you know when, when boris speaks at five o'clock but then you, I mean, I, mean, I went to Morrison's the other day because I needed to get some milk for the little one. So I, you know, I had to go. It was, you know, I wasn't just taking the Mick out there. I, mean, I had to go there and get some baby milk. And there's just this there's loads of people just bombing around and mm. you know, there's sort of distancing yourself. That wasn't happening. I thought this is just crazy. This is never really going to stop. And that's just one Morrison's. You know, remember the thousands of shops all over the country, isn't there? That people mm. are just mixed so, And then you see pictures on. On Twitter, of people at the Tube in London, that's rammed. And you just think, you know, we're never really going to get through this, or it's just going to take longer if we don't Mm. do as a result. So, I I, I suppose all you can do is look at yourself, can't you? Mm. Um, So, we're sticking by the rules in my house anyway, and hopefully Mm. everyone else is. So, when you
0: do watch football, going back to to that kind of thing, I mean, do you watch it as a normal fan, or do you watch it through a different lens? Because, you know, you play sport, you know that. Kind of thing that footballers are just humans, and they might have problems, you know, at home. They might have an injury that we don't know about. Do you, can you watch it as a normal fan still?
1: Uh, I watch Forest as a normal fan. Yeah, um, but like, sort of read between the lines, can't you? When you've been involved in sport, you can sort of tell if something's not right, or confidence of a of players down, or maybe mm. they're car- maybe they're carrying a niggle, or maybe the dressing room there's an upset in the dressing room you can sort of see that when you've been involved in sport I and mean, you probably can as well because you've been involved in sport so um, mm-hmm. yeah but I mean when Forest play I'm I'm as a fan you know i sit at home and watch it whenever it's on Sky or if I can go to the ground I'll watch it um, but yeah I just I, you know I, I like to watch any sport really not just football uh, I watch all sorts so um, but yeah um, I feel sorry for footballers because there's a lot of pressure on them and they're just human at the end of the day yeah mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I can sort of mentally sometimes relate to how they're feeling, especially when you go through them bad times and the fans are on your back. And it's a lot worse than cricket, by the way, because obviously football, there's a lot yeah. more people watching and a lot more fans. So I can sort of, I sort of know what they're going through in that sort of sense. So it's a lot tougher than what people who haven't been involved in sport actually understand. You know, there's a lot mm. of pressure on sportsmen. And Then, you know, you might be in your last year contract and you pick up a niggle or, I don't know, you you know, you the manager signs a a new right back in your position's right back. So then there's pressure again on you. you. You know, it's that sort of thing that people don't understand. They think you just on a good wage, and you just you know you're in from I don't know ten to twelve, and then you just chill at home on your Xbox or whatever you do. It's it's not mm. that at all. The pressure in sports is ridiculous, especially mm. the more money you earn as well, the mm. more pressure you cool. mm. um, How come you're a Forest fan?
0: Is that a family thing?
1: Um, I'm my dad's sport. My dad. My dad's no, not. I don't think it's a family My dad sports Forest. My, yeah. my younger brother sports Man United. And in fact, my, my older brother. Yeah, so there's only my brother who sports. My younger brother sports Man United, uh, and me, my older brother, my dad sports Forest. My brother goes a lot. My older brother goes a lot. Mm. Um, it's just been one of them things, really. Yeah, it's from a, a young age, I I used to um, I used to have all the goalie tops, Mark Crosley goalie tops, and I've met him a few times now. I've, I've spoke to him yeah. quite a lot. So that's quite surreal, really. That I used to pretend to be Mark Crosley. <laughs> uh, yeah so it's it's weird but yeah I've always I've always loved going down um, do you get
0: a bit starstruck
1: I know obviously you're not no more no you don't not no more I used to yeah I used to yeah big time um, but then I think when you realise they're just normal blokes and they like mm. going out and they like having a drink or they like to just chill out and, and just chat a lot of them football lads love coming to the cricket I often see Matty Cash or Worrell or Lolly mm. or Urban in the stands they're all watching all the time so, you have mm. that connection with them that they're just good lads and they just like to watch sport and, you know, they are just get involved that way. So, not now, but when I was younger, don't get me wrong, if I bumped into David Beckham now, I'd be like, oh, really? David Beckham. But um, yeah. I wouldn't be going over and badgering them, do you know what I mean? And say, sign this and chatting to them. I'd just leave them to it. Um, but no, no. But back when then, you grew- when, I- when you were growing up, did you want to be a footballer or a cricketer? Or neither? I didn't want to be a cricketer. I, I never, I never. I never dreamt of being a, I never thought I, I, to be fair, I played football till I was about till I got released by Notts County. So I was good football. I was foot, a decent footballer. everyone says they're decent football, don't they, when they're younger. yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone, I hate saying that. Don't don't put that on, but um I was going I was doing all right. Anyway, put it this way, I was doing all right. Um I was at Notts County for for a bit and then I got released and that I sort of fell out of love with football. I couldn't be bothered with it anymore. I, I still played it messing around but I never took it seriously enough. And then that's when I started playing cricket. Um we're just with with mates and then I went to play for Ballwell. Um, and then it sort of escalated from there. But even up mm. to like even up till I signed my contract to cricket, I never thought I'm gonna be a cricketer. It was so it was literally like that. I was at one minute I was working at Ooters and the next minute I was opening the ball with Ryan bomb It was that it was that crazy. So it was never really that pressure on me from a younger age. I just mm. sort of played the social thing. I used to love playing, I used to love going out Friday night, play cricket on Saturday at Papawik, go out Saturday night, play cricket on Sunday, and then work all week, and then do it again, I, I used to love that, that was, that was that was the dream for me, and then it got a bit sick, I got a bit better, and was doing well, and then, yeah, before you knew it, I was playing for Notts, I never really dreamt of it, no. footballer, footballer, I definitely dreamt of being a footballer, 100%, um,
0: you were keeper, weren't you, the goalkeeper, but not
1: Keep, keeper, and yeah, keeper at Notts, yeah, but I played centre-half as well a bit, I actually played, I played at, Old Trafford and Wembley. I played at Old Trafford with my school, and they're like the Predator, Adidas Predator Cup. Um, I was centre half. Then we, we got to the top four schools in the country, and then we played the finals day at Old Trafford. And then mm. two weeks after that, I was playing for City Boys at Wembley in goal, and that was a similar thing. Like top four cities played at Wembley, so mm. uh, it went downhill after that, mate. To be honest, I um, yeah, I never sort of. I still, I still love playing football now, but yeah.
0: Lots what's the stand? What's the standard of football like amongst the Notts cricketers? Who's good?
1: Who's good? Um, who is good? Who's good? Do, you know, do you know? you know? Honestly, you will be surprised at this. Samit's quite good. <laughs> Sam, it's <laughs> I'm all right. Surprised? At it, that, don't get me wrong. He doesn't move on the same blade of grass, but when he gets the ball, he's quite good. Yeah. Um, Ailes is pretty good. Ailes is centre half. He's pretty solid. Um, Jake Libby was good. He's not with us no more, but he was very good. He's a sort yeah. of person you're picking teams, you pick him first. Yeah. Uh, Joe Clark's handy. Yeah. Peter Moores, actually, Peter Moores is is solid. He's a rock. He is he always goes centre and off. He's 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 a he's a he's an early round pick. You pick him up early, he's good. Uh, but there's some shockers as well, there's some terrible footballers. Yeah, cool. Um,
0: Jake Libby's not dead, by the way, for listeners. He's just moved to a different club. When you see yeah, him he's, with gone,
1: he's gone to Worcester, <laughs> he's not he's still alive, he's at Worcester. <laughs>
0: Good. How did you end up working at Hooters by the way? It's not a normal career path. Obviously you I, went,
1: at I ended up working at Hooters because a, a mate of mine called John Wakelin who I was playing with Papawick for mm. he he knew the manager there and he's still the manager now his name's Mark James he's a top man. And yeah. um he said he will have some work for me because at the time I was playing a lot of second tier cricket and um so I needed to fit sort of work I wanted to fit the work around the cricket. So I used to play <laughs> cricket and then go to Hooters, work till what, 11, 12 at night, get the last tram home to Bullwell get the tram in the morning, play for the second team, like day two or something, and work it like that. So I, he was like really flexible with me. Um, so I did that for that summer while I was trialling for the second team. Um, and then I signed the next March, I think, for North. So I never went back. But um, yeah, it was quality. When did Good you job. feel
0: like you were a proper cricketer then? How, was there a point where you thought you'd really made it?
1: Um, I think once you start getting into all formats, I started mm-hmm. first. It was the old friends, provident, the fifty over comp. Um, so I started playing that, uh, and then didn't play a four day game for another season. I don't think. And then once I got in the four days, and I was consistently playing that, I think when you get in the four day format and you consistently play that, that's when you can not say you made it, but you you pretty much you know, you're doing your bit, aren't you? And then you get a mm-hmm. reputation around the counties. Uh, you've been taking a few wickets, so yeah. Probably not for a few years, really. So mm. I settled down, did a few years and, and um, yeah, sort of learnt my trade a bit. Um, mm. probably, then, probably a good couple of years, two or three years, yeah. So back to
0: Forest in your younger years then, do you remember your first game and that kind of first era you got into? Was it still a Clough team or was it a bit later than that?
1: No, it wasn't a Clough team. It was, it might have been a David Platt team, you know. <laughs> you are younger than me yeah yeah it probably would be it might, that time. it might have been that yeah i can't it might have been a frank frank clark was before Platt, wasn't it yeah it might have been just under frank clark's i can't remember i can't remember it might for some reason forest norwich for some reason i don't know yeah it might have been that but um yeah i went i used to go a few times when i was younger not all the time and then i actually got a season ticket when i was about 14, 15, when I, my mum sort of let me go down to the game on my own, that sort of thing. I got mm-hmm. half a student ticket then, so I went down. I went down then a lot. And that's when um, I think West Ham were in the championship then. And they had Michael Carrick playing for him, Jermaine Defoe, David J yeah. I I remember yeah, yeah. That, that was a good game. I went to that one. Um, I, I think Marlon Herewood was actually playing for West Ham then. Mm. I think that was that, that, era, that sort of era. But yeah, the Paul Art era as well, that was quality. I enjoyed that. That, that was the sort of start, really. Yeah. The Paul Hart era. So, like your Jermaine Janice, Michael Dawson, Andy Reid, um, uh, Andy Johnson, Marlon Learwood, that sort of era. Mm. So, who's your all
0: time favourite player then? The, is it Wizzy Crossley or is it someone else that's your favourite Forest player?
1: Crossley is my favourite goalie. Mm. My favourite defender is. I'm going to go Dawson at the minute. Or, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan, my favourite defender. Uh, my favourite midfielder was Andy Reid. Yeah. And my my favourite striker was Andy Johnson. But I reckon Graben's Grabben, going well on it. But Andy Johnson, I used to love Andy Johnson. Yeah, he was class.
0: Andy, I think uh, Andy Reid's my favourite Forest player. He's, Who? Uh, Andy Reid. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I met, that, yeah I actually,
1: that first spell. I actually met him just after, just after Christmas. I met him. We're at David Lloyd gym, and um, we're getting changed. And, and I obviously knew who he was, who he was. And I think he you know, sort of knew I played cricket because his he, he mates were swanny. And he just started talking to me, and I, I was having a good chat with him. I spoke for about twenty minutes, and I thought was just, I thought I, I, you know, I wasn't starstruck. Then we're just chatting normally as blokes. Uh, but he came. He's a top man. He came across really well. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, some of the some of the games he played, was some of the some of the goals he scored was unbelievable, wasn't it? He was classic. And actually, when he came back for his you know, he only went to Tottenham, then Sunderland. Then I can't remember. It. Did he go to Charlton after that as well? And then he yeah. came back to Forest, didn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, class, legend. I like, yeah. Andy Reid.
0: Do you think fans forget that footballers are normal blokes when they just meet well, them in the street? Do
1: you think yeah, they are a normal guy? I do guy? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people starstruck. I mean, until, I think until you're around an environment like that. So, mate, when I first walked in the Not Stress Room, really. you had people like Swan, Hussey. um side bottom read frank so i was exactly the same but i think once you get to know people you just realize they're actually normal and then you can actually have normal conversation can't you just Mm -hmm. chat about life and what what people are up to um so yeah i reckon people just get so starstruck about them and they probably just see them as like these heroes Well, actually they're just normal blokes that are just living the dream and playing forest so um Mm. yeah I think when I was back, when I was 15, 16, I would have been the first one saying, Can you sign this, sign that, and I'm trying to speak to him and that. But, um, but yeah, all sportsmen are normal, aren't they? I've mean, met a few now with cricket. I met Flint Off, Warren, people like that. And they were my heroes, people like them. But then when I actually speak to them, they're just normal blokes, which is mm-hmm. like really nice as well, which is, you know, sort of go away from talking to them. Like the Andy Reid thing, I just went away and thought he's a top man. I had a great mm-hmm. chat with him. Mm-hmm. Very, very good bloke. Kevin Nolan, well, Kevin Nolan was always in the in the gym. He's a, he's a top bloke, mm. and he was he always come to the cricket as well. So he, yeah, yeah, he was great. The lads love chatting to him. He was a really good bloke. He's working at West Ham, now, isn't it? Mm.
0: Oh yeah, true, true. So just to wind up then, do you? I mean, you hope the season's finished gets finished, but you think if it's voided, then so be it. Is, would you? How would you feel about that?
1: Oh mate, I'll be absolutely devastated. Genuinely, I'll be, be gutted. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. <laughs> um because uh, what we're going to do go straight back into another winter again aren't we um, yeah but i mean priorities right mate all i just hope the country gets gets itself straight and um people stay safe really well, that's you know that's the way i feel about it now cricket's not really well, it's not important at all really obviously we want to play we've put in a lot of work this winter and it's been tough this winter I don't know, every winter seems to get tougher really but um i think with what happened last year you know our, our form and the red ball stuff we needed to change a few things so We've done that, and then you know, disappointing the you know what's happened with this virus. But main the main thing is people's health, really.
0: Mm,
1: true. Perfect note to end on. Well, thanks for joining us, Fletch. We do appreciate it, mate. Nice one, mate. All right. No I'll, worries. I'll uh, I'll well, You take care, mate. Anyway, stay safe and um, yeah,
0: yeah. You See too, yeah. and the family and the family. Uh, if people at home could uh give us a rating, we'd really appreciate that. I know it's not ideal at the moment with what we're able to do but hopefully we're lighting the mood a little bit if you go on uh itunes and five star reviews will be appreciated and you can subscribe on youtube and get us on spotify every week and we'll be back next week uh hopefully with a different guests and hopefully distracting everyone from what's going on in the world so thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next week thank you for listening to garibaldi red a nottingham forest podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please let us know we love hearing your feedback We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.